Welcome to Maximum Resilience with me, Kelly Bazzani, as we go on this epic journey of how to own your power and the steps to take that lead you towards an incredible life of maximum resilience. This educational, powerful, engaging, and inspiring show will change your perception of addiction while we revolutionize the approach that ensures mental health as we address a worldwide epidemic. Let's shift the paradigm promoting mental and emotional wellness. We do recover. Experience the transformation from addiction to living your best life. Here's the secret to learn how to master unleashing your full potential every day in every way. Maximum resilience starts now. Hey, everybody, I get to be the co-host, hang out with Kelly, the most amazing Kelly Bazzani. Now, look, you want to know about resilience. Take a look at who's listed in the top 10, top 10, top 10. I got to say it like three times. Resilience coaches. Kelly is right up there. There's a reason she's there. It's not just about what you go to school for, how many degrees you get, how many how many businesses you own. It is about how you take your life experiences and you punch them up to the place where people like you and me every day living your life can actually do something with it. See, that's what this is about. So today's show is so important because we're going through a phase right now where 87% of the people out there say they cannot handle, not they're just overboard. And they just can't, they say 87% say we are crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis. So, you know, here's the crisis you are not in. You can choose. You can choose. You can choose to get up in the morning. You can choose not to get up. But today, Kelly is really rocking the tops off of the Mount Everest bundles of you know what, because she has got the power of conscious choice and conscious choice matters. Take it away, Ms. Kelly. Yeah, Dr. Pat, I'm super excited about this show. Actually, I was so excited about it um, that I even started planning for next show because I was like, as I was doing this one, I was like, okay, I got one for Dr. Pat for next one that we've, you and I have already kind of discussed that's like the spirituality piece. So we'll get into that. But as I was like planning for this one, I even had an incident happen this weekend that we'll get into. Um, that's a, just a perfect example. And you're right. Um, especially since COVID hit, we have been just walking around just super unconscious. And I don't, you know, whether it's intentional or not intentional, we're just really robotic. And so I'm really excited to um, kind of kick off this show with a quote. And my coach, Anna, is going to kill me because I'm going to look down at my paper. Sorry, Anna. But I need to when I quote people, because when people quote, sometimes I'm like, oh, nice quote, you know, and they're like, I know. And I'm like, yeah, that was my Angelo, but good quote. So I'm going to like just look down for a second and say um, this quote by Dr. Joe Dispenza, and I love this one to kind of kick off our show. And it says, each time you make a new choice that is in alignment with your future, you are priming your brain to install the neurological hardware to actually think, act, and feel like the person you want to be in the future. And the reason I wanted to start with that is because that is what our show is going to be about today. You are what you think about all day long. And that can go positive or negative in any direction. So I'm excited to kind of kick this off with you today. We're going to talk about today, what thoughts are leading to your choices? 
And I don't think we take the time to kind of think about that as we go about our everyday life. We kind of wake up, we have breakfast, we take the kids to school, we get on a Zoom, we mm, 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 and we're doing a lot of that unconsciously. So how mindful and conscious are we when we're making those choices? And so I kind of want to, before we start a segment, I just want to give an example of what happened to me because I kind of want to put it into context. I'm driving to get my hair done because, you know, I always get my hair done before we kick off the show. Mm-hmm. A, little, a personal about me and um and i'm driving and it's a two-lane highway and there's like barrier and river on the side of me and i'm just taking my time being all mindful and present and a lady starts coming over into my lane and you know it's the like the 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 kind of pac-man lane that the bum 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 and i can hear it i can hear her come over because i'm conscious and present and she and i'm waving at her i'm like hey hey like you're coming over hey and she just keeps she's not even looking, coming. And I'm like, hey, at this point, I'm honking consciously. like, And she comes over. So I'm like, thank God there's no one in back of me. And so I kind of go on the other side of her and I'm waving and, and I get, you know, I get the bird from her. And I stay conscious and present. And I kind of want to put that in the context of our mind for a minute before we go into segment one. So obviously, you know, she's unconscious and not present while she's driving. And I just want to kind of think about that in the context of when we're having conversations with people, are you crossing over their boundaries into when they're like, hey, hi, I'm conscious and present having a conversation with you and you're just not mindful or in your own thoughts. When when your inner child's like, hey, hey, I'm not comfortable with this when you're making this decision and you just kind of keep going over those boundaries unconscious. So I'm excited to kind of start kicking off our segments and start talking about this a little bit because that's just kind of a physical analogy of how we're just kind of driving around either physically or mentally or whatever, just not really conscious. Yeah, exactly. So I'm really excited about today's show. Yeah. And part of this too is, you know, you know, there could be moments that you have where it's really a non-event. Uh, but I will tell you that there are moments you have, and I had one of them, it almost cost the life of my best friend. And it was such a seriously silly, unconscious moment that for whatever reason, God, spirit, whatever you all believe in, so looking out for me that I turned around just before I started to see the car roll off the scenic view in California. Mm-hmm. Now, how many of those do you go through the day? The incidentals where you think, ah, oh, just going to float around. Okay. Oh, I don't even see the, forget about it. I don't even see the road. I don't even see the water you're talking about, but aren't you going to talk about what this means, Kelly, and how it is important then too to access these? Yes, I am. You know, I want to start off with a little psychology. You know, we talk about Freud <laughs> a little bit, right? We live 80% of our lives in the subconscious, 80%. And so what that means is when we're 80% in the subconscious, we're unaware of what our thoughts are. And what lives in that subconscious for us are fear, shame, guilt, all those unpleasant thoughts that we're thinking about all day long. Only 20% of the time are we in our conscious. And that are the things that are aware and rational. And I need to say that again, rational thought. So when we're walking around in our day and those choices that we're making Those are also agreements we're making with ourselves and with other people. So if we're not waking up and being intentional about our day, we think that we're doing good. 
right? We're like, we're waking up, we're taking the kids to school. Like I said, we're getting on our Zooms, we're doing it. But are we doing it consciously? Meaning we're doing it rationally? Or are we doing it unconsciously? Meaning being driven by fear or shame or old thought patterns and beliefs. And the reason I bring this up is because it's so powerful. You know, being mindful of our thoughts is your thoughts become your feelings. Your feelings become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your identity. And your identity becomes your destiny. So when we talk about emotional resilience, because you know I'm all about resilience, that's your uh, capacity and your ability to find these thinking errors and identify them. So when you're going throughout your day and you're making these decisions or you're making these thoughts, are you catching them and challenging them and going, is this rational? Is this logical? Am I making this thought or decision out of fear? Am I basing it out of past things that haven't worked out for me? Am I seeing a pattern here? So, you know, if it's outside of your conscious awareness, are you questioning it for yourself? How true is this really for me? And so what I'm seeing a lot in my coaching, right, are repeated patterns coming up for people. And they're like, well, this isn't working out in my relationship. Well, this isn't working out in my business. Well, what thoughts are, are you leading with? Right? And so people will come to me and just be like, well, I'm lazy. Okay, well, how true is that really? You know, because if you're leading with that thought and it's based on certain kinds of things, that's what you're thinking about all day long. And that's becoming your identity for yourself. Right. But how rational is that? So you're at, you're accessing your unconscious thoughts. Right. The truth. Right. Doesn't require a lot. Right. But a lie doesn't like to be challenged. And so when we're thinking of all these things for so many years, Right. It's it's like really hard when you start to challenge that lie because it's been programmed for so many years in that unconscious. So bringing it kind of flipping that iceberg over and making your conscious thought 80 percent is really difficult for people, especially if you've been in addiction. Yeah. Right. Oh. And let's just be very clear real here. Let's let's just let's get everybody. Okay, we've already talked about in previous shows the, the wide range of addiction. So we just want to be clear with you all out there that cannot put down your phone right now, like, like you may be texting. We're talking about the wide range of addiction. We've talked about alcohol. We've talked about drugs. Of course, we've talked about social media. We've talked about cell phones. We've talked about gambling. So you just pick whichever one you want. But it is especially challenging because we're fighting with an illusion, right? That's what you're saying. Now, here's a good example. I grew up as a kid, and from the day one, I was called lucky. I mean, I don't know where my relatives came up with this, but something must have been happening with me. They even named my boxer, my dog, boxer, lucky. So at a young age, I was lucky. So as I grew, I had in my consciousness, and even due to this day, although I know now, I know now there are some principles, not really luck, but it could be. But now, but if you grow up with people just telling you, man, you're lucky. They took me to the racetracks. I picked the bets for, for people because lucky. See, now that's a positive influence, right? But if yeah. you get too dependent on it, like if that becomes my identity, and then the day that the bet does not win, like if you pick the Buccaneers or something, 
the day that it doesn't happen, it just blows you away. And then what do you have? You have nothing, do you? You don't. You don't have anything to fall back on, right? Because then that memory or that emotion is too painful, embarrassing, shameful to consciously face, right? And then that's stored in that reservoir. And then that makes up that unconscious mind. So then anytime then you go to do anything in your life, you go to do the Dr. Pat show. You're like, mm, today's going to be a lucky day for me, right? <laughs> and then somebody doesn't show up on time or, or an interview doesn't go well. And then you're like, mm, not my identity anymore. Okay. So although we're all capable of thinking reasonably, then whenever an upsetting event occurs, those negative thoughts happen so rapidly that we hardly have time to question it, let alone notice when it's happening or challenge it. That's where the consciousness needs to come in and go, wait, wait, wait a minute. Am I a hundred percent unlucky all of the time? Hmm. <laughs> no, I have great friendships. You know, I had a wonderful morning. I went on a walk today. I've noticed this. No. What would a woman that's a hundred percent unlucky look like? Am I that woman? No. So that is where that present getting present in that day, not based on all your past experiences or looking forward to the future of all the things that might or might not happen, but challenging that right there in the present, getting conscious with that. That's a beautiful example, right? So then we wonder why we keep repeating the same patterns. We do wonder. We not only wonder, we obsess over it. We We're not just beyond wondering. We can't go to bed at night. Our bed hits a pillow. We go. We have the nightmare about it. But look, when we come back from break, you're going to talk about even that we're choosing, aren't we? Like, look, just because it's the tip of the iceberg, it doesn't mean you can't be aware that the rest of it's under there, right? Yeah. I mean, look, when the Titanic hit that iceberg, it knew. Those people knew. They knew they saw the tip and they knew what was underneath there. But even with that, they did their best. A little bit too late, but they did their best to steer away. What will you choose? Kelly Bazzani is going to take us through this, right? Because did you know you have one freedom really in this lifetime? Do you happen to know what it is? When we come back, she's going to walk us through. What are you choosing? What are you choosing? Are you choosing to be a losing? A boozing or a cruising? We're going to take a short break. We come back and I'll tell you how to get a hold of Ms. Kelly Bazzani and so much more. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. 
To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Maximum Resilience with Kelly Bazzani. I'm Dr. Pound. I get to really, you know, I have the honor of sharing these conversations with her, but she brings it. And today we're talking about the power of conscious choice matters. The power of conscious choice matters. And as we go through the show, you're going to hear about why it matters. For those of you out there, you got any questions? 1-800-930-2819. So how do you awaken? How do you do this? How How do you awaken your thoughts? right? So that you understand what can be dominant, what can be driving, are they going to get you to where you want to go or not? Before we go and we talk about what are you choosing, right? Like as you go for that donut right now, um, how do people find out about you? Let's give them your website. Go ahead, Kelly. Let folks know how they can work with you. Yeah. My website is www.myresiliencecoach.com. And we offer so many services. Um, My speaking page is there. My media page is there. One-on-one coaching services, group coaching packages. We're expanding. We have so many exciting things coming up. So that is the way to get a hold of us, www.myresiliencecoach.com. Awesome. Okay, look, you set the stage for us to really bring this really to the level that we need to have it out. Yeah. What are you choosing? One, do you know what you're choosing? Uh, and do you know what not choosing is about? Take us through the the part of that iceberg that people don't realize, even in the moments where they think they are actually doing something. Yeah, you know, I think one of the most powerful things my master coach ever told me is, what do you want to create, generate, and cause? And I want to go through that a little bit because where I see people have the conflict is, again, the truth does not mind being questioned. A lie does not like being challenged. And so what I will hear from people is that they want to create, let's say, um, peace. And they want to create, um, they want to generate um, oneness. And they want to do all this with communication. And then I'll say, well, you know, well, what happened with your husband? Or what happened with your friendship? Well, I was right and they were wrong. Okay, but where, where, where does that align? So I always like to take them through and say, well, what are you choosing there? And what I always say is like, is the pain of staying the same greater than the pain of changing? And what I will say is you will start to see your suffering in somebody else. So for example, you know, I always say you need to look between um, going from a doormat to you know, too abrasive, because when people go to set that boundary, they're not conscious either way, right? So they weren't conscious. I want to just give an example as I'm as I'm doing this. So you went from being, you know, oh, I had to become emotionally unavailable because I was um, not being assertive enough. And I had to back away from friendships and I had to do all this. So I had to be emotionally unavailable. And I went unconscious for a while. I went away from family and I became very low key and this and that. Okay. But then when you go to change and you want to create communication and stuff, right? Then you're like, I don't know what to do. I want to do that, you know, and then people start becoming emotionally unavailable to you. Right. So you're, you're, you're suffering, but then you start seeing the other people suffering in that relationship with you. 
Or you're like, I need to start being assertive. I'm going to start cutting people off. I'm going to start cutting people off. But then you notice that when people are like, you know, you might want to like tone that down a little bit. You're getting a little abrasive. They start cutting you off. So you start seeing the suffering that you are feeling. Then you're seeing the suffering in other people and they start cutting you off. Okay. So the consciousness that you have to start doing is like finding that balance between your inner knowing of what you need to do and the outer expectation of others. Right. And so do you ever find yourself knowing that you need to make a change? But that takes consciousness of really looking at yourself and going, I need to get present with what needs to happen here with myself and really be intentional when I wake up every morning, knowing that that change needs to happen. I can't go unconscious. And that starts with building trust Mm -hmm. within yourself. Consciousness is keeping agreements with yourself and being intentional with yourself. Dr. Pat, I know you know this. Yeah. I wake up every morning and make a conscious decision not to drink or use. I set my intentions for the day of how do I want to feel today? Do I want to feel calm? Do I want to feel grounded? And I make my actions that day align with yeah. how I want to feel. So if I'm running around all day chaotic and missing deadlines and not keeping agreements to myself, that doesn't align with how I want to feel for the day. Same thing in relationships. If I want to create, generate, and cause communication, but every time someone's offering me feedback, I'm like, no, that's not right. I don't see that perception. That's not aligning. I'm going unconscious to what is being said. So if the same things keep happening in my life and I'm not choosing to listen to that, that's a choice. I can choose that, but I'm going to keep getting the same results I've always been getting. Yeah. Same thing in my recovery. If I'm waking up and my family's saying to me like, hey, I think that maybe you might want to take a look at some of the behaviors you're doing. I can choose not to listen, but I'm going to probably keep getting the same results until I'm ready to start getting conscious with myself and start looking at that. Yeah. I mean, because what we're talking about is making a decision or not making a decision is an action. When you don't make a decision, you are making a decision. That is correct. That is correct. It kind of goes off our first episode. It does, doesn't it? That's just how I am. That's a choice, right? (laughs) Yeah. You're, you're not going to recover. Well, that's just how I am. I'm an addict. Okay, well, that's a choice, right? So you can, you can, you can choose whether what you're going to do with that decision because that's what you're using as your identity. And you're not shifting to that consciousness of going, maybe I can look at that and maybe there's other possibilities there, right? So it's the same kind of mentality in consciousness. Yeah. My mama, my mama used to, my mama was from the South, right? My stepmama. I talk about her a lot. Um, Literally tried to save my life, but nobody can really save your life for you, right? It's not a choice. You got to save your own dang life. Um, But she used to say stuff and I didn't realize till much later in life where she got it from. She say she would say, you know, girls, she'd say, you know, girls, look, because the girls before my brother, she said, girls, like, oh, my gosh, you know, you're just making a mountain out of that. You need to turn that mountain into a molehill. And like, I didn't even know that that was like biblical, like a scripture thing somewhere, somewhere in there. But she would say things like that to all of us. Half the time we didn't have a clue. 
until we got older. And you stop and you look at your life around and you realize you have created mountains of garbage, mountains of them. And yet what you're talking about is you're telling people today, it doesn't matter how big the mountain is, we can choose to change it, right? That is absolutely right. There is always a way and you don't have to, you don't have to tackle the whole staircase. You focus on that first step. Oh, you got to tell that again. You got to say that again, sister, because look, every time we bump into something where we say, I can't do it. Come on, let's just use a can't word. Come yeah. on. I can't do it. It's because whatever we're looking at, one, either seems insurmountable. And two, we don't realize we have a choice to take just the first step, right? First step. Talk about that. First step. I mean, when I first got clean, right, like my talk about a talk about a mountain, Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, if you haven't watched my podcast with my mother last time. Oh, but, my goodness. But I mean, I created mountains and mountains and mountains. Right. And if I would have looked at that whole thing, I would have been like, no, this is just the way my life is going to be. I couldn't even look at the first step. Right. I had to look at the first like lining of the step, you know, even in this health program that I'm in, I love, you know, because it's like I'm not getting on that treadmill. And a lot of the people are like the first day I just touched the treadmill. Right. That's I right. Touch the treadmill. That was a good action step. And then the next day I went and I just like touched the how much time I was going to put in that treadmill. Right. <laughs> and that's a great action. I'm with you on that, Kelly. I'm right there with you. You know, it's better than not doing absolutely nothing at all. And then being like, this is the way my life is going to be. I'm just not going to make that call to make an amends because she'd never talk to me. OK, well, that's a choice. Right. You're choosing that. So I always look at it at, at just like doing nothing is a choice. So I, I love doing this of just the goal is to move the needle, move, move the needle, needle. emotionally, the needle. mentally, spiritually, physically. If you have a goal that you want to do, if you're like, I just want to have, you know, I want to do something with this anxiety, but I don't know what I'm move that needle. The next day, look up a podcast on overcoming anxiety. Even if you don't watch it, look it up, right? If you want to do something physically with your health and you're like, I'm never going to be able to lose, you know, the next day go in, you know, look in your fridge and just look at the things that maybe you, you know, you want to take out and replace. If you want to do something, you know, with your, with your addiction, maybe just look at a rehab, you know, look at a rehab center online, move that needle a little tiny bit choose that for yourself, right? You don't have to make these big leaps and bounds, but just moving that. And so what I do is I create a words to live by list. What are the words I want to live by? You know, and then every morning when I wake up, I do that. And then I look at that and then I rearrange my activities for the day around that words to live by list. If I want to feel that way, I so then I'm not managing my circumstances all day. I'm creating my circumstances around that words to live by list so it aligns for me. I stay conscious that way. And I keep agreements to myself that way. Because if I can't keep agreements with myself, I'm not going to be able to keep agreements with other oh, people. Oh, there's no it way. It has to start with me. 
Yeah. And we're going to take a break when we come back, because the deal is this, that what you're talking about, here's what I hear you saying, too, is like, look, we start our day and we start our morning on our own terms and we make that decision, whether it's passing by that treadmill 500 times and touching it before you actually get on it, it's still progress. Yes, it is. One of the things we're talking about here, you're going to really, we're going to get into the belief and the belief cycle when we come back. But here's the thing we're talking about, and this is this is really drilled into us. It's progress, not perfection. Yes. It's progress. I moved my machine into a room that I would actually use it. Now, why is that important? Because you know you're not going to use it in a room that you're not in most of the time. And I don't even understand people doing fitness in their bedrooms. I'm not, I'm not sure how that works very much. But you can make a choice every day. Maybe you don't drive by that donut place in the morning. Maybe you call a friend. Maybe you do something kind for yourself. But what Kelly, you're talking about is you got to start your morning and your day on your own terms. You got to carve it out. You got to figure out what you're going to achieve, the promises you're going to make to yourselves. And then this is what we're talking about when we come back. What, what comes first, the belief or the attitude? It's a chicken and an egg thing, isn't it? When we come back, Kelly's going to walk us through the belief and, and success cycle. And we're not probably not going to take another break because this is so important. Whatever you're doing, this is the change you can literally create in your life. Let's take a short break, Kelly. Jacob, we'll be right back. You are made for more. I'm Coach Lisa, and I'm here to help you achieve ultimate life satisfaction. Your life matters to the world. Reimagine your future with an individualized life by design approach with my free ebook, The Five C's of Coaching Commitment, Clarity, Coachable, Creative, and Change. Find the transformation you're looking for. Go to lisabeltz.com. That's L Y S A B E L T Z.com. We'd love to hear from you on Transformation Talk Radio and live on Facebook. Call into the show, 1-800-930-2819. Yeah, everybody. Welcome back. So good. Kelly, before we, before we rock and roll... Uh, let's tell people how they can find out about you and how they can work with you more importantly. Because yeah. you actually do work in this area. <laughs> I do, yes. Um, <laughs> www.myresiliencecoach.com. And yes, I do master empowerment coaching. This is all the stuff that we coach on. And um, we offer one-on-one coaching. We offer group coaching packages, um, speaking engagements, if you name it, we do it. And we just got awarded um, also, as Dr. Pat said, top 10 in 2022. But we also just won Best Life Coaching this week in our three counties in Sacramento area as well. So it has been Great. a big week for us all around. Yeah. And I love it. OK, look, because chicken and the egg question. But here, really, let's just let's just back. Let's just step back for a hot second, because what we're talking about, chicken and egg, we're not really talking about that. We're talking about emotions, achievement. But 
But here's the thing that that is a conundrum for people. You know, okay, don't worry, be happy. Okay, let's talk about happiness before we we jump into belief. Because there are sets of emotions. There's like you can buy this sheet and it's got like every smiley face on the planet, like depicted. And when you hand that to people, very few of them go for the top smiley one up there. But the point is this, emotion, achievement, success, happiness, right? Nine times out of 10, you may get into a mode where everything is happening to you. So you don't feel like you can rise up. You feel like you've been victimized. You feel like happiness is not a choice for you. But I'm telling you, this is a different conversation. Let's talk a little bit about that because it will fuel how our day is created. It will fuel the belief in the success cycle, won't it? It does. Dr. Pat, I'm glad you went back and touched on that because it's neuroplasticity. And I just want to talk about that for every time you have a new thought or every time you have a new belief that is positive, it creates neuroplasticity and a new neural pathway in your brain that opens up a new possibility for you. And I, it's really important to talk about that. Anytime you go back to an old belief, or a repeated pattern or a repeated cycle, it closes that neural pathway and it dissolves. And you go back into that old kind of depression cycle or old um, repeated cycles that you've been in. And so we are born with a negative feedback loop. And then you've heard of a reticular activating system, which is that more familiar pattern that you can create in that neuroplasticity. So when we talk about the four steps to internal happiness, that's what we're talking about when you um, are referring to what I wake up and do. And so I want to talk about that a little bit before we get into the success cycle, because that's what I'm talking about when I say when I take stock. Right. You it is very important to be aware of what is currently creating your happiness. And on the flip side, what is currently draining it? So when you're looking at your life you know, create that list for yourself. What is currently creating your joy? And on the flip side, what is not? And more importantly, what are the things that you have control over? So when you're going throughout your day robotic, you know, are you giving your energy away to things that you don't have control over? And that is forming your beliefs that is creating your identity. So that's really important to think about. And then when you're taking, then when you're creating your words to live by list, and you're doing that, like, I want to feel calm, I want to feel grounded, and you're making your activities around that, that's what's really important. So if on your list, you're like, take the garbage out, you know, go to my dentist office. Okay, well, are those things bringing you joy? And are those things going to make you feel peaceful and grounded? Because probably not. Then what you're, then what you're needing to do on that is, because what we're, do you ever notice that when you like, create a goal for yourself. It's great when you accomplish that goal, Dr. Pat, but then the, the feeling is fleeting. You're like, okay, now next goal, now next goal. And well, that's why people well, don't-, well, don't you start to ask the question, is that all there is? I mean, is that it? You know, right? Is that uh, like, uh, okay, did you blink? Um, and there are a lot of reasons for that. But I like to go back to what you said, because when you talked about one day at a time, 
waking up, I'm not drinking today. They're a non-negotiable, okay, let's call them goals. I really don't like that word, but let's just say objectives. There's yeah. some are non-negotiable, right? Yeah. Like when you get up and you got to go to work, you got to put some clothes on. You really yeah. should try that, right? But we're talking about the next order of things, because if you've already hit up Maslow's bottom layer and you're like, you got a vehicle, you can go to work. We had three new people start today. We have a fourth next week. You know, we're doing things differently for them. Jessica and I, we spent a week, mapping, a week mapping out like a game plan, right? And maybe have to tweak it. But here's the question. Got to be emotionally, mentally fit, just as you physically fit, don't you? Yes. It's an exercise that you need to continuously exercise, right? Just like your physical muscles. Happiness is a is a, a muscle you need to continuously exercise because you mm -hmm. hear people say, like, I'll be happy when. I'll be happy mm -hmm. when I get that job or I'll be happy when mm -hmm. I do this. And it's like, People don't crave the actual goal itself. People crave the emotion associated with that goal. Yeah. How do you feel when you and Jessica mapped out that? Well, I want to tell you how we feel because something else happened last week that we didn't expect. And uh, there's Jacob jumps right in. Jacob's picking up a load for somebody that decided that they're just not going to continue with us. And, you know, for us, we were like, that's OK. But here we go. Jacob and Lydia. Right. Jessica has a conversation. Jacob's fully in the game. Didn't waver. Didn't hear any crying from Jacob. Uh, showed up this morning, got himself ready, did my seven o'clock show. He's doing this show. I have no idea how many other shows he's going to do this week till we get the new team. Right. Right. And then I have this moment of gratitude over the weekend. That's what I was just going to say. And I, give, and I gave I brought in a gift for everybody. OK, and I, I can spend I don't want to take time talking about it, but this is a very personal gift for me because I had this moment. We are not here without the Jacobs of the world. We are not here without Jacob and Lydia. Just not a whimper. Just like, yeah, OK, we'll get it done. Jessica, OK, we'll get it done. But they made a choice to do that. Right. And the yeah. gratitude that I feel and that the three new people should experience is thank goodness for Jacob today, right? <laughs> but can but can you do that without being conscious? No, right. because if you're unconscious, you're just not going to think about that. You're not going to bring them in a little gift. You're not. You're, you you figure it out. That's right. All of those things. So thank you for that example. So that's what I mean, right? So all of those things, you have to take stock. You have to create that word to live by. I feel grateful, right? You start the morning being intentional. How do I want to feel? Grateful, right? So you start your morning. All of those things, Dr. Pat. So you start out, what do I want to achieve today? I want to achieve being mindful and conscious and grateful and with what attitude, right? And so you purposefully decide, how you want to experience and respond consciously right to situations instead of react unconsciously you could have been like nobody's showing up why isn't it <laughs> right like it could have been the complete opposite to that so it invites you to be more present and intentional with your actions and emotions so the goal goes from managing your circumstances all day to creating them yeah. that is emotional fitness that is emotional resilience.
And so what I am seeing since COVID is not that. What I am seeing is people being like, this is affecting me. People aren't showing up. What am I going to do for me? I am robotic, robotic, coming home. We are not connecting, right? We are not connecting. We're not going out for walks, seeing that flower grow out from the pavement and going, wow, that's resilient. I'm resilient. We're not coming home and eating and connecting with our food. We're not putting our food in our mouth and connecting with it and going, thank you. I am grateful for this food that is nourishing me. We're not going to our family members, connecting and getting conscious and being like, God, I'm grateful. We're all healthy and happy right now. Yeah. You know, Kelly, I want to ask you about something. I want you to roll right into this for me because yeah. I, 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 I want to touch upon this for people. And I know what you're doing. You're you're taking us from belief to potential action results. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. We're going to talk about belief. Here's where the confusion lies sometimes that I, 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 I get emails and they, okay, nickname, Pollyanna Patty. Okay, I'm okay with that. But every once in a while, I get an email because I'll, I'll mention something. Two things can exist at the same time. I could be furious at the Small Business Association and the EIDL loan people. And I'm furious, I don't get furious really, but I could be really annoyed to their lack of compassion of one, thinking COVID is really over for small businesses and you better make your darn payment or we're going to charge you interest yep. on this disaster loan, right? Yeah. So I can be in that space. And at the same time, be grateful that I got it. That's See, right. This is a confusion in the spiritual world. Yes. Spirituality doesn't mean you take action on your own behalf. You want to talk to that? I do. I love that. And that's the kind of, I that's the dialectical behavioral therapy for me. Two things can exist in the same space. And I just um, learned this on a training and then did it on a training as well. You can be scared and brave at the same time and do it anyway. <laughs> story of my life mine too <laughs> right and so that is the whole concept of this as we go into the success cycle right you can you can look at a goal or you can look at a conversation you need to have or you can look at something and be like man i'm really scared i'm in between i call it the in between i'm in between i'm scared and i want to be brave and i'm going to do it anyway and so that leads us right into this right when I when we look at the at the belief um, success cycle, I call it the scarcity versus the abundance cycle too. You have belief, and then you have potential, and then you have action, and then you have results. And I always ask people out of those four things: belief, potential, action, and result. What is the most important thing to have success? And what do you think, Dr. Pat, is the main answer that I get out of that? I want to hear you say it. Result. That's right. Results. You need results. And then the second is action. You need to take action. And I thought it was action, too. I'm like, action. I'm a doer, right? Like, I do. You need to do. And it's actually your belief. That's why you have treadmills. So you can run in place. Yeah. So you don't go anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, do you got to do, you got to do it. You got to just keep running. And, and it is like, we are human beings, not human doings. We are human beings. And so if you are, you know, when I did this research, it is that people have already made up their minds, what they believe to be true, either about themselves or other people. And I was like, Oh, 
And then I thought about that with myself and I'm like, yeah, that's true. For a very, very long time until I started doing this mastery work, I believed that to be true about myself too and other people. And I will admit that on air. I was very ignorant and judgmental. And so um, most people have also made up their mind about what they believe their potential to be. And so emotional intelligence gives you the potential, but it doesn't mean you're going to do anything with it. And it doesn't matter what you tell them either. You have so much potential. They're like, right? And I see that in my coaching and it burns me out, you know? So the actions we take are determined by our sense of certainty about us getting what we want. So yeah. if we think we're going to get what we want, then our potential, we're like, oh, okay, I have the potential to do it if I know that I'm going to get what I want or I believe that I'll get what I want. Right. And so that's why people don't put it in as much. And then let's just talk about the ripple effect from this too, because he started out with Joe, um, D Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. and, and so Joe actually made a conscious choice after the movie, The Secret in the Book, Mm -hmm. He told us, don't ask us about create my day, the quote anymore. Mm -hmm. And I never understood it. Right. But he made a choice. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, that's his choice. Yeah. Because he, his, his life was going in a direction that he knew about. But mm -hmm. here's the question that we want to ask. We're creating a ripple effect. See, if I, if I make a decision about an action I'm going to take, and believe me, I'm not done with the whole EIDL and the fact that our lawmakers are thinking it's over for some, I'm not done with that, but I know how I'm going to approach it. I'm not going to approach it angry. I'm not going to approach it disrespectfully. Uh, disrespectfully. I'm going to approach it with a very financial brain. I'm going to approach it with, did you know? I might write a letter. I might do a video. Why would I take that approach? Here's why. Because just like the, the horn honking thing that you mentioned earlier with the finger, woman give, flipping you the finger. Uh, so here's what I don't want. I don't want that anger, resentment to come back at me. Talk about that ripple effect. It's our show. It's our show we did on the four agreements. It's emotional <laughs> poison, right? And that's why I love these shows because they all go, when that lady did that, right? I'm, I, you know, I'm human. I'm a human being, right? I was like, is she kidding? Right. And, but I thought this is, this is my day too. You know, if I do, it's emotional poison. What is it? What am I going to accomplish in my consciousness going unconscious with her? If I engage with her right now, I'm going to cause an accident. I'm not there anymore in my life. Right. <laughs> Was I upset? Sure. Like you said, can I be angry and hurt in the same moment? I absolutely can. You but can you can do all of those things on Monday where I can have a much bigger effect talking about consciousness than I can right here on Auburn Folsom Road. Right. And so to your point with the EIDL, I seen that too, right? Even with my student loans, right? Getting taxed on a student loan forgiveness, right? Like there are so many things in this world, but now I use my voice now where I know it can have an impact. And so our human potential is so extraordinary that the only thing stopping us from tapping into it is our belief about what is possible. 
I know what is possible. Now, do I get burnt out sometimes because not everybody, Dr. Pat, is going to want our gift? Yeah. Do I keep doing it anyway? Because one person might hear it? Sure. Yeah. Right? And so the more we tap into our potential, the more action we will take. And then the, obviously, the more action we take, the higher chances we'll achieve the results we want, right? Okay. But what if deep down we don't really believe we can have what we want? And I speak to this because I have the sensitivity towards the addict side, right? Because addiction, you know, is it, I, I felt, you know, on the, on the podcast with my mom, I'm like, I didn't really speak to the addict side, right? Because it is a disease. But our belief will subconsciously decide what actions we take and impact the way in which we take them. And remember that subconscious, that's all driven by fear. That is why I need to speak to the power of being conscious and present. Because that will be, re that will be um, reflected in the results we get. Yeah. And let's talk about this too. There's also what we what we also want to call a shockwave, right? Yes. Let's just talk about the shockwave yes. because part of the shockwave in looking at all of this, and let's just bring this, let's bring this round full yeah. circle. The shockwave is also embedded in what the belief is, right? And what do yeah. I mean by the shockwave? I mean that if you believe one, that you're not worthy. I'm just throwing that one out there. There are a million. But if you believe you're not worthy, then what is the shock wave that gets created to reinforce that belief that you think you're not worthy? And by the way, how do you discontinue the effects of that so that you can stop getting more unworthy things? Well, let's take it full circle, right? So your result is the product of what we do or don't do and how much we're motivated by what we want. So getting what we want reinforces that belief. Okay, so let's take it full circle. I'm not worthy is the belief. Obviously then it wouldn't access our potential for us to take action to get the result we want. If we're like, I'm worthy, I'm worthy of this job. How do you think we're going to access that potential? Well, oh, that potential is going to get active, activated to get the results we want, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and please, please remind everybody that the, the decision to believe you are not worthy is a choice. It's all, let, let, let's just, okay. Let me just talk about me and my mom's podcast real quick. Uh oh, okay. Just for a second. Okay. No, it's a great I podcast. I, I thought I needed to hear from my mother for years how proud she was of me. My mother tells me that every day in and out. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, honey. And it is authentic and genuine. But I didn't believe it. So I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do I need a, a best life coach. Best, 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 best. Until I believed it for myself, not from any external validation, Dr. Pat, you can tell me, my mom can tell me, the president of the U.S. of A. could tell me that. Until I believe that for myself, I am not going to access my full potential to get the results, to take the action, to get the results that I need. Nobody is coming. Your life is 100% your responsibility. So... Are you letting your awareness go beyond what you believe to be true? 
about yourself, about another person, about an event, about a circumstance? And then are you taking action to get the result that you want? Or are you getting the same results? Because at any time you can flick that switch and go, I am worthy of this. And that potential will be activated. So I just have some questions that I want to leave the audience with. And they can come back and watch this YouTube at any time. Because I have to come back and ask myself these questions. Is my belief true? Whatever your belief is. I am not good enough. I am not worthy. I'm not qualified for this job. I could never write a book if that's what you want to do in your life. I could never get this boyfriend or girlfriend or partner, whatever your belief is. Is my belief true? How do I react? Or not, not respond to somebody when I have this thought. Are my thoughts holding me back from my true potential? Is my action with this thought reasonable and in alignment with my goals? That is a really powerful one. Who would I be without this thought? That one changed my life. And like we, me and Dr. Pat talked about, you can be afraid and brave at the same time and show up for yourself. Yep. And consciously challenge the way you're thinking, please. And if you see the same cycles repeating in your life, within yourself, or the environment around you, the only thing you can control, and I've said this before on a podcast, and I'm going to say it again, the thoughts you think, the words you speak, and the actions you take. Really, really powerful because it leads to the behaviors you consistently embody and it becomes an identity, negative or positive. Are they rational? And are you acting out of unconscious emotions, fear, shame, guilt, or rational? And Dr. Pat, I don't know if you have things to leave them with based on that. But when you're looking at that last part of, of, of all of this, it's just really important when you look at that success cycle, it all starts yeah. with that first belief. Yeah. I want to just say this to people. I want you to think of just one thing in your life that you're totally, and you know, another one of my favorite words, procrastinating about. I'm not going to tell you what it is because it doesn't matter. It could be picking up the magazines that have been laying on your table for a month. It doesn't matter. I want you to pick one thing today. And I want you to ask yourself, what do I believe about this? You know, what is hanging on to me obsessively about this? And then start with what Kelly just said to do. And that is come up with a sentence that absolutely annihilates that belief that's in the way. Right? That's right. And then take one action. Like she said, some days you're going to touch the treadmill. I want you to touch the magazines because here's the thing. There is truth to out of sight, out of mind, but out of sight, out of mind doesn't always help you. And it certainly doesn't help you move forward sometimes. So we don't want it to be out of sight, out of mind. We want it to be in sight, in mind, and then in action, and then in trusting belief, and then in transformation. 
Kelly, how do people find out about you? Let's give out your website if we could again. Yes, www.myresiliencecoach.com. Yeah, lots of information there. Uh, again, if you have um, an organization, you want Kelly to come in, let her know. Everything is right there. What's your What's your parting words? What is what, What's your personal message? What do you want to leave everybody with here? I just want you to know, like, to become serene, understand that you are a thought-evolved being, and you are the master of your gardens of thought. And you can plant whatever garden you choose to plant and pull up those weeds and dispose of those negative thoughts at whatever time you choose. I love it. Kelly, thank you so much today. Say hi to your mom for me. I absolutely will. Um, uh, and again, as we said, Brooke, congratulations on congratulations on being acknowledged for all the work that you've done, you know, for your own personal resilience and for helping so many people that were ready to throw in the towel. Because this is not the time to do that, is it? No. No. This is Kelly, the time when they need it the most. Yeah, this is the, you pick up that dang towel, I'm telling you, put it in the washing machine. You've got to <laughs> clean that towel off. Right. I don't know if you're going to have, you're going to have like a white towel or whatever towel you're going to have. Make sure the dang thing is clean. Both of us. They need yeah. both of us right now. Yeah. Fabric softener is optional. Uh, Kelly Vazani, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you all for tuning Thank us you, in, Jacob. turning us on. Please, one thing today, just one. You're listening to Maximum Resilience with me, Kelly Bazzani, your ally for addiction. Tune in the first Monday of each month at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Engage in this epic journey of how to own your power and the steps to take that lead you towards an incredible life of maximum resilience. We do recover. Experience the transformation from addiction to living your best life. For more information about maximum resilience and me, Kelly Bazzani, visit MyResilienceCoach.com. That's MyResiliencecoach.com.